Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 140. Um, thanks, as always, to Tea Leaf Tea, uh, La Pitti Chocolat, and Yeasty Boys. And I had a chat with Sandy Mill. She is a singer, um, a percussionist. She is uh, a songwriter. And, uh, and she's been, if you don't know her, you may well have heard her. She has worked with everyone. Um, she does have a solo EP out, which you can buy on vinyl or you can check out on Spotify. You'll hear bits of some of the tracks in this chat and underneath. Uh, that's called A Piece of Me, and she is working on a full-length solo album at the moment and doing plenty of shows with her band. But she's a DJ, um, and she is a, a crucial has been a crucial part of the SJD band over the last decade. Um, she was in a band, we talked about this, called The Bellbirds with Sean Donnelly, Don McGlashan and uh, Victoria Kelly. And I've talked to Victoria and Sean about The Bellbirds and I got to talk to uh, Sandy about her, her version of that story because somewhere there's one of the great unreleased New Zealand albums is sitting there in the, in the, in the computer files and drawers of those members and one day we might get to see it. Um, but Sandy went over to England for a while, she did all sorts of uh, recording work from sound effects to um, duetting to being a featured vocalist, a, a backgrounder, performing on stages and so we talked through this life and career of, of, of basically being a, a vocalist for hire for a long long time and then wanting to eventually put her voice out into the world in terms of her own writing which she's doing now. I've known Sandy for a few years and uh, corresponded with her a lot, met her a few times and we talked about doing this podcast for a while so I actually recorded this a couple of months ago when I was up in Auckland. If you've, if you've regularly listened to this and you remember um, that I talked recently with Jesse Mulligan, this conversation took place about 10 minutes after that one finished. So, um, yeah, recorded the two conversations in the one day when I was up in Auckland. Um, and so now you get to hear it. This is me talking with the wonderful and hugely talented Sandy Mill. I'm lost and found eternally. I can remember music being around from as long as I can remember, to be honest. Um, I know that, like, I was brought up by my grandparents and my great-grandmother. Um, my mum was quite young when she had me, so they said, you go live your life. Um, so, yeah, I, was, I had lots of aunties around. When did you know that? Like, did you, did you grow up thinking for some point your grandparents were your parents? Oh look, I had I had three mums. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Luxury>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I used to call my granddad dad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but was there a conversation at one point? Oh, by the way, we nah. were actually your grandparent. You just nah. got to understand it. No, all. I knew. Yeah. I yeah. Knew. yeah, yeah, just, uh, just yeah. how it was really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so apparently, I used to get my my grandparents were in the Waiherere um, um, Māori Club in Gisborne, just out of Gisborne. And so they were part of that whole thing. Um, they travelled around the world and did lots of that kind mm. of stuff. Um, I used to go out to their, uh, their rehearsals. And I don't remember this, but apparently I could sing all the songs as a two-year-old. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I was like... I, yeah. I'm not, um, I wouldn't call myself a, a real speaker, which is a shame, but I think with their, with, it didn't help their generation were, well, they were 
caned at school for, yeah, for speaking yeah. at all. So it wasn't encouraged in the house. Yeah. Like, you know, plenty of it going on, but mm. so I kind of know a little bit here and there. Um, so, yeah, that, that was the beginning, I think, for me of uh, musically. Yeah. Just and what was going on in your childhood? What did you like doing apart from that? What, what did you... Uh, well, I... I've always loved music, so whatever was being played at home, mm. um, my my great grandmother, my nanny, she had a, a, a stereogram and she had lots of records in there. So I remember listening to ABBA because when it was huge, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they write great songs. They do. Like yeah. when I listen back, I just yeah. go. People knock them. It's like actually they were really good songwriters. Yeah. So shut up. Yeah. Um, so they, I think that band had a bit of an influence on me, but also a lot of Motown. Um, there was a lot of country music played as well. Uh, Johnny Cash. First time I used to love Boy Named Sue. Mm. Thought that was a great song. I used to hear that all the time. So maybe someone liked that at home as well. <laughs> You're one of these people who, when you post things, uh, songs or, you know, set li- uh, mentioning, you know, a, quite often a photograph of some of the records that you've packed to go and play a DJ set or whatever. Yeah. Whenever you do that, I, I simultaneously go, how on earth do you know that or like that? And, of course you do, you know? Like, <laughs> it, it, it all makes sense to me, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, like, so... Uh, you know this this I, I imagine I imagine when I knew I was going to talk to you for this I imagine that you grew up with a someone giving you a window into a fascinating and eclectic, eclectic bunch of music yeah and then you just carried on from there that's right yeah. it's pretty much like that yeah. um, so my uncles were really into Hendrix and so I heard Hendrix Led Zeppelin yeah you know, he, the heavier stuff um, but I loved that mm. and then my cousins used to come and stay and they were they lived up here mm. and, and uh, two of my cousins are older than me so I remember once my co- my girl cousin Viv came down and she, she was like oh, I've got this this record or this, this tape mm. And we played it over and over. It was Nina Hagen, um, oh, yeah. Nancy yeah. Monk yeah. Rock, and yeah. I just loved it so much. She gave it to me. Yeah. She was like, oh, I'm not that keen on it. Yeah, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that's how I discovered things. Yeah. We yeah. used to sit on it. We used to go down to the... Um, uh, before that, we used to go down to the um, playground, and there was this big rocket ship. We used to climb up to the top of that and sing "We Are the Champions" at full voice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like it was fantastic. Yeah. It just so I was always. I feel like I was singing a lot, but it, it's weird because I was quite shy as well as a kid. Mm. You know, five five starting school. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't. You know, and I don't and know. and do you like school or is it a chore or? <sighs> Both. It, it, it was yeah. I don't know. It was what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you sort of when you finish with school? What do you What do you go and do? What do you think you're going to go and do as well? Like, do you? Am I Am I going back to my childhood yet? Yeah, am I thinking yeah. about my child? Uh, crikey. 
I can't really can't really remember to be honest. Mm. Um, I know that when I was six, maybe seven, I was pretty young. Um, my grandparents joined the um, Country and Western Music Club mm. in, in Gisborne, or they joined me. Yeah. Um, probably because I did lots of singing. Yeah. Um, and they used to have a band set up, and, and people would just get up with their songs and, and sing them. Mm. You know. Um, so I did that, and then I got my first gig ever, which was um, opening for John Hall, who was yeah. John Hall Grinnell. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, that was a big deal. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing. Right. Let uh, me just turn that off. You can answer it if you want. No, no. <laughs> oh, um, I never do that. I never leave yeah, my yeah. phone on. How embarrassing. I just realised mine's on too. Oh no, I turned mine off. Um, so yeah, that was my first gig. Yeah. Um, as a shy wee how, one. What was the... What, what was your experience at the end of that? Did it, did it make you want to do it again straight away, or were you just like, that happened and... Yeah, you know, kind of. It was a little bit like that, yeah, that happened. Yeah, um, I don't know if that'll happen again or not. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't until I think I moved up to Auckland in my teens. Mm. That was my next question, was when do you leave Gisborne? Yeah, yeah oh, as soon as I could, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Gisborne then wouldn't, I mean, I haven't been to Gisborne since I was 13, so right. I don't have much of an understanding of what it's like now, but it, but back then it would have been one of those isolated places that, you know, yeah. had some nice weather, but who cares, beyond that. Yeah, well, you know, we surfed yeah. and drove around in cars and met in yeah. car parks at the yeah. beach and, and partied. I'm sure that's you most know. of what still happens there too. I would many, say so. Ways, it's, but quite, it's quite yeah. an insular place. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lots of great people, but sure. yeah, just kind of, it was a bit, I found it a bit So you have some idea weird. that you have some <laughs> sense of I need to go somewhere bigger, different. Yeah, yeah. and I wanted to come up and stay with my mum. You know, because mum was up here. I had right. siblings, yeah. younger siblings, okay. so um, so I came up and did that whole thing. Um, it wasn't until I was about eighteen that I figured out that perhaps I could make a career out of music. So how do you go about that? And the, the initial, what's the what's the first significant thing that? Oh, I joined a me? covers band yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to um, just sing, yeah. really. Yeah. So. And I think the covers band thing. I mean, I don't know what the uh, practicality around it, the viability around it these days is, but the covers band thing is a really good way to learn songs, right? And and to perform. Yep. What in, whatever your, your instrument is, learn, learn your, your chops. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I did, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And when you but people always speak about it, like there's always that stigma of oh, it's just a covers band, or you know. And I think people should be more proud of it. It's like it's it's a really great practice ground. Yeah, yeah, and it was. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think it's important for people to remember that that you need. You know, having coming from a background of myself, for instance, where I wasn't actually trained in mm. any kind of music mm. apart from going to a country western club once yeah. a week <laughs> yeah. for a while until I got sick of it and yeah. kind of went, I want to sing pop songs, and there's nowhere for me to do that. Mm. 
You know, what, what else are you going to... So what sort of covers band? What, what's... The first one I was in was called Blitz. Yeah. <laughs> and it was with... Um, with a Z? Some, yeah, yeah, with some lovely Māori fellas, actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm still in contact with one of them, Dave. Mm. Um, yeah, just... And the, a couple of them were in old show bands. Mm. So they had the chops, man, you know? Yeah. So we used to do lots of, you know, Renee Geyer and... I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the set list. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was great, you know, because yeah. I loved that stuff as well. Yeah. Um, still do. Yeah. Um, so that was that one, and then I I what I did, I played in a band called it wasn't really a band. It was actually a couple of producers and me, uh, Nicole Matsuda. Mm-hmm. Who we oh, we kind of got a little bit of, I wouldn't call it fame, but um, <laughs> we did a song uh, for part of the LMP ads that were kind of happening yeah. around that time. Yeah. Um, so in the early nineties, uh, and we did a cover of Blue Beat, yeah. the Dinah Lee song. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we ended up releasing that on festival. Um, not not a heck of a lot happened after that. Again, it's so long ago. It yeah. feels like <laughs> yeah. it's all a blur. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was pregnant with my daughter at the time too, so I was quite young. I was about twenty-one. Um, so yeah, that happened. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, then I joined a band called the Rockefellers. Again, another uh, covers band mm. with um, with a Z, probably. No, 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 <laughs> no. Like, like all cover bands have them. <laughs> no. And an exclamation mark, you know, in italics. But it was Rockefellers, like yeah, yeah, yeah. F-E-L-L-A-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was fun. That was with a guy called Tony McMaster, who was, who runs, uh, he's kind of one of the head honchos at um, Mainz. Mm, mm. Um, he does lots of live sound stuff yeah um but he's a fantastic bass player um and he he was in a band called the drongos with his wife jean McAllister. yeah so again really amazing people jay folks was in the band playing drums he was in peking man mm, and like mm. you know all these other amazing bands yeah. um guy called arthur brunt playing guitar who incredible guitarist don't know if he plays much anymore which is a shame but um, just a you know really good solid unit, and yeah. we we kind of played a, a bit a very different set to Blitz. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was more um, Violent Femmes and Johnny Cash and like you know just just yeah. kind of all over the place. It was very eclectic, and depending on what the gig was, we played weddings and, and all sorts of things, twenty firsts and fiftieths mm. and yeah. Lots of pub gigs, you know. We, we played like three nights a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, you know? just really, really good training ground, eh? Really yeah. Good yeah, and also just for for um, just for for handling three to four hours of performing. Mm. You know, it wasn't just go and do one set. You know, you had to. It was either three sets or four sets, forty-five minute sets. Mm. So, you know, you had to. Yeah. You, you had to last the distance. And you, know? Are you playing any instruments at this point or just singing? No, just singing. Yeah. Playing a bit of tambourine, you yeah. know. 
Well, I did want to ask about your, your percussion because I, I think I've said, I don't know if I've said this to you, but I know I've said this about you, that um, your percussion playing in the SJD band is, is quite, um, quite important to that sound. And you're, you know, to me, you're not just a singer who's learned to bang it tambourine. <laughs> I'm sure that's how it sounds like that's how it started. But you yeah. actually have a very thought, you know, you, you have a very clear picture of what you're trying to do, I think, as a percussionist and a very um, thoughtful approach to it. You aren't, just, you aren't just filling a space with a hit and hope tambourine. You're actually thinking now about where, what, what element will work and why it should go here. And it's a real feature of the sound. Yeah, oh, thank you. So, I, so I'm wondering, is that just from years of being a singer and a backing singer that had that did start by hang, banging a tambourine, or how did you how did you come to to doing the to doing the stuff thing. that you do? Yeah, yeah, with um, Sean in particular. He encouraged it actually, because right. I, I did have a couple of tambourines and yeah. shakers, and yeah. he um, said to me. I think when I got back from London, he was like, "Oh, come and come and do a, a, a song or two mm. at a gig," and then he was like, "Oh, why don't you just sing on all of them?" Mm. <laughs> so mm. that's what I did. Right. Um, but he then said, "Oh, let's go out shopping. I think you should have like a little percussion station." Right. Yeah, so he yeah, took me yeah. out shopping to the rock shop and picked up you know, a stand yeah, and yeah, bits yeah. and right. pieces and. Well, we're jumping ahead there about talking about SJD, but um, so we'll come back to that. I think. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just wondered if, yeah, the seeds of that were just in the the classic cover. Since you're talking about all these covers bands and working bands, yeah, I can imagine the tambourine being the the oh, starting point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yes, um, definitely. And I used to, you know, I used to use it as a prop as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. throw it up in the air and catch it yeah. on the beat and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. do that anymore. A bit of show stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bit of dazzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jingle jangle. So <laughs> so what what's next? Because you mentioned the UK and we'll get to that, but what happens before that? So I was talking about the Rockefeller. Yeah. So I did that for about four years. Yeah. Um then I I used to also I can't remember if I was doing shows on BFM. No, I wasn't yet. But um, I met with Ben Ben Holmes, mm -hmm. who uh, was incredible saxophone player, is plays drums and percussion. Um, he I bumped into him on the street, I think, and, and he said, "Oh, Ian, you know, what what are you up to?" <laughs> I said, "Oh, well, I'm just doing covers." And you know, he said, "Oh, look, my I've got this new band. Uh, it's called Spacesuit." And we playing we play every Wednesday at I think it was Luna mm. maybe then I can't remember if it was called that or not at that point but um, he said you should come and have a listen and if you like it we should have a jam so I went along and was completely blown away by how innovative it was you know they were using tape loops and just crazy percussion and rhythms and like just the weirdest. Mm. Stuff. It just sounded fantastic to my ears. Mm. Um, I suppose years of doing covers kind yeah, of yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. kind of crave something different. Yeah. You know? So I said, yep, I'll come and have a jam with you guys. It was amazing. Um, so we jammed and that was when I started picking up other instruments because it was whatever was lying around. It was... It, 
I was encouraged to just yeah. pick something up. Yeah. So I ended up playing bass in the band and guitar, even though I couldn't really play guitar, I couldn't play bass, I was, <laughs> just kind of figured it out, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we played lots of gigs and we had quite an amazing underground following. Um, meanwhile, I was still playing covers and there was a clash with dates and I had to kind of make a decision of where to go, you know, do I keep making lots of money in this covers band yeah, yeah. or go and do this crazy avant-garde beautiful music. Mm. Um, so I chose Spacesuit and went and got a job at uh, ECM at the CD store yeah. at St. Luke's. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that was it really. And back then, I mean, that was like a great, great job for a person in a band to have, right? And yeah. It helps feed and nurture the habit. That's right. Yeah, yes. You're, you're around, no matter how mainstream the store or the station is, because the other one was working in radio, yeah. the other option quite often, yeah. no matter how mainstream it might have been, you still got to connect with music. That's right. And, and Think even, about music. Even more so. Yeah. Um, because the guys in space, like um, we're sitting here at, mm. at Tone Exchange where um, New Telepathics rehearse, and Ben's got a studio here as well, and mm. I heard him banging on the drums before. Mm. Um, Darren Harkness was another member of Spacesuit, um, who I'm now in with New Telepathics. Um, Gabe White, Gabriel White, he's a filmmaker. He, he was in the band as well, so it was just four of us. Mm. Um, it was a really... I learned a lot from those guys. Mm. Uh, I, I heard Captain Beefheart for the first time. I heard can for the first time. Mm. You know, it was a really um, just an incredible time for me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, we used to practice like when when we were getting ready to record an album. We did one album. Um, we sat in a garage all day and just recorded everything we did on a on an eight track mm. and just rearranged our songs all the time so it was never the same twice <laughs> the only time you know you can listen to the record but it still doesn't give you a sense yeah. of how how much we messed with everything all the time yeah you know just <laughs> it, was, it was amazing yeah yeah I, I, I generally think like that's what should happen that the record and the live show should sound different it's amazing the number of people that want to sound like to the just record. hear the record, you know, there is yeah. a, obviously a real skill in that, and that can be impressive. Yeah. Particularly like when you go and see something like Brian Wilson with a thirty-piece band playing Pet Sounds live, or you know, doing all of those little orchestrations yeah. and arrangements. But um, you know, I want it to be different. You know, I want the record to be its own experience and the show to be its own experience. Yeah, so and the I, songs are start. The recorded versions of the songs are a starting point. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and I think with us too, it was we were just striving to kind of change it up for ourselves yeah. as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was it was, it was a great time. Space yeah. Suit. Yeah. Played a few gigs around the place. You know. Yeah. Played in Wellington a couple of times. Um, that was always fun. Yeah. I remember my auntie <laughs> invited my auntie down. She yeah. was like, Oh, what the? <laughs> what is this? What the hell? <laughs> 
and then the next time I invited her to something, it was uh, SJD, and she liked that. It was like, oh, that's a bit better than the last right. thing I went to. <laughs> and then uh, then the Bellbirds, oh, she loved the Bellbirds. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's quite extreme. Yeah, yeah. Space suit, well, I don't know if you've heard Space Suit. No, no, I don't think I have, no. I mean, I know all of those players, but yeah. I don't think I ever heard the music, no. <sighs> I wish I had a CD. I wonder yeah. if Darren might have one. <laughs> yeah. So, you um, do you start doing some other sort of sessions and bits and pieces from here, or? Oh, I was always doing yeah. little bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, I used to do a bit of work with Angus McNaughton mm-hmm. and Stinky Jim. Yeah. Because um, they used to do a few jingles and stuff. Mm. Um, so. So that's kind of anonymous work. You're just turning yeah, up and just turn up. sing a line, or it might be a whole. Uh, just a little jingle yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was it. Was pretty anonymous. Yeah. You know, it was it was good paying work. Yeah. Larry Killips, another one I used to do things with. Yeah. Um, and Wayne Bell, um, and Gary Verburn when they were doing little jingles and mm, stuff. Mm. So yeah, I was doing a little bit of that on the side. Um, yeah. Doing my shop work. And I think it might have been around that time that I um, approached BFM about doing shows. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I kind of got into that. It was fantastic. I loved doing radio shows. Yeah, yeah. What were you just just playing tunes? Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah just your much. selection, and then. Yeah. Oh, you know, they yeah, had a few. They had a bit of a playlist. playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of went from doing the graveyard shift with my mate Phil. Yeah. To um, uh, doing, I think before I left for London, I was doing like a ten to twelve. Yeah. Slot, you know, sort of after breakfast and. Yeah. Before the rock and roll wire. Yeah. You know, with Troy, so it was like. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't remember who was doing. Maybe it was Aaron Carson was doing the breakfast. Or it was for a while it was Mikey, and then it was Aaron. Mm. But yeah, you know, just just yeah, slow down and just play. But what I mean, it, it wasn't a particular themed show or anything. No, it was just it was pretty open outside of the playlist. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I nice. Just played whatever I wanted, really. So then you go to <laughs> so then you go to the UK. Why? Yeah, um, Darren had moved over there, and he. This before kind of emails and mm. well no it wasn't before emails but he's we yeah. we used to send each other, he'd send me letters about what was going on and he was always encouraging me to come over and just you know do, come and do some music and mm. hang out mm. um, that he was doing new telepathic stuff because we actually Darren was doing new telepathics before um, before he went to London right, right. Um, so we did a few different style mm. tallies gigs mm. um, so actually before I talk about London mm. yeah there was that whole there was a new tallies thing right um, where who was in the band it was Darren was playing guitar Tom Watson was on drums and I was playing bass right and doing backing vocals yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we did a few gigs like that, and that was fun. We st- and we did a bit of recording. I don't know what happened to the, those recordings. Yeah. But it was just, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and um, again, kind of different for me because I wasn't. Mm. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, oh man, I'm, I'm like I feel really cool. I've got yeah. a bass on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's no pressure to yeah. sing songs. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to the UK to. 
just go and hang out, hang out, and, and have see an what, experience. Yeah, have an experience. See what you can get going over there, music-wise. Yeah. Just see if there's a chance to do anything. Yeah. And, and um, how long does that take, and what what comes from it immediately? You know. Um. So I got there, and I had uh, a friend, Blair Jollins. Yeah got in touch and said hey you know I've got a band My, uh, Sarah is, is doing BVs do you want to come and do BVs for a couple of gigs I said okay um, so uh, I knew Sarah from previously Sarah mm. Brown she's got a different name now she's married but um, so that's when I met my husband to be. Mm. Well, my husband now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 17 yeah. years later. Yeah. Um, so he, it was his first rehearsal with um, Al Hula. It was Blair's thing. Mm. Um, so that was one of the things that I got involved with, um, doing backing vocals with, with Blair's band. Um, now I can't remember if it was that time or not, but I remember doing a gig at Cafe de Paris, which was quite flash. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boy George, because it was his thing was on Boy George's label. Yeah. So you know, of course, Boy, Boy George was there, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all pretty like holy, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> so I had a taste of kind of what it was like to meet these. Yeah, actual names. People, you know, these really incredible people. (laughs) So um, so I did that. I also, uh, a friend of mine, Jasper, who lives in London, who's from London, um, hooked me up with his friend, Dixter, um, Dick Trevor. Um, So we had a little chat, Dixter and I, and kind of started doing some tunes together. And he must have told a couple of people that he was working with oh this there's a woman here who from new zealand she's really good or whatever i don't know what he said but i got um i got a couple of phone calls so this is the whole time the first time i was there yeah um saying hey do you want to come and do a session it's kind of house music and i had done previously done some house music before i left yeah dick johnson and um uh, Subware, yeah, Yost, and yeah, yeah. Jason. Um, so, you know, I kind of had that, yeah, towing that water. thing yeah, 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 yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, so I did a couple, a, a couple of sessions do, doing kind of house stuff, and then, um, then I had to kind of, I had to come home because I was running out of money. And, yeah. Um, but I'd fallen in love with this bloke, bass player in, in El Hula. You know, mm. so we kind of had this long-distance relationship going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, and he said, "Oh, what are we going to do? We can't keep ringing each other. It's costing a fortune." Before Skype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I said to him, "Well, you just have to, you just have to marry me, then, mate." You know. <laughs> so so he came over eventually, while I was working at Cog mm. Transmissions. I've got done a bit of office manager stuff up there and uh, we went on a road trip and um, he he proposed and um, I kind of moved back over to London uh, I don't know about six months after that 
and um, kept doing the the house sessions, the thing. sessions, yeah. and yeah. then getting other sessions as well. Like um, Andrew was really good friends with um, the placebo boys. Yeah. So you know they came to our wedding and. Um, we went and showed them the wedding photos and hung out when they were in the studio. Um, our friend Dimitri was producing some of their stuff and I'd worked with Dimitri previously so Dimitri was like, hey we're working on this song, I think we need your help. So um, I went in and listened to, it was Kate Bush running up that hill. Yeah. So I was like, oh god I love this song. You know, and they'd done a really nice version of it. Yeah, yeah. So um, they were playing it, and they were like, oh, "I don't know what we can do." And I said, "Hang on, okay, I'm, I'm going to go out there. I've got an idea," and just did it. And they were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Sandy, you're you're so amazing." <laughs> it was funny. So um, so that was one experience, which was pretty. Yeah, I mean it's such a great song, but they, yeah. you're right, it is a good cover version of it. Like, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's one of those songs you almost think should be left alone and never touched, but they managed to... They took it somewhere, eh? Do something a little bit different with it, but, but respectful and mm. recognisable to the source material. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yes, there were a few moments, you know, studio moments where, yeah. like, you know, I worked with Flood. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, so that was doing, um, they were working on a Gary Newman, um, I can't think of what it was called, but it was like a, a CD of covers. Yeah. But So having other people kind yeah. of messing with them. Yeah. Again, Dimitri Tikavoy um, got me in for that one because they wanted, he was doing the arranging, I think, mm. the, the um, classical kind of yeah. side of it. Um, and I think he knew I could kind of do lots of things by that point. Yeah. So, um, so I was a, a Gregorian monk and a, a boys' choir. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for that session. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was pretty crazy. I had yeah. a contact mic on my throat. Wow, sitting up in a in a reverb room. Yeah. Like had to climb a ladder to yeah. get into yeah. it, where yeah, they put right. all the guitar amps. Yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty amazing actually. Wow. And, yeah. and Flood was really cool. Like he, he was really open. Like as as far as he would ask, what do you think? What do you and think we should do here? Are you just sort of like soaking all of this up and, yeah, and open and interested to all of this, like learning how? learning these sort of tricks I guess, how, yeah. how, how sounds are created, how, how people um, can manipulate a voice, you know, yeah. make, you know, help you to manipulate a voice to yeah. do all sorts of different things. Oh, yeah. look, yes, yeah, totally, and, and that's what we used to do in Spacesuit. Mm. I mm. used to mess around with a green bullet mic and got a switch built into it, got Paul Crowther to build a switch so I could turn it on and off, so it's like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. just always yeah. keen on messing with my voice yeah you know because it is an instrument yeah and that was essentially what we tried to show in spacesuit that yeah actually there weren't that many lyrics it was just yeah that it was another texture like yeah. yeah yeah and uh so what else is what else do you do in the uk music wise mm -hmm. what uh, are some more highlights hey getting my first 
my name on my first piece of vinyl yeah. um, through Chili Funk, you know. Um, I, they, that was, that was Dr. Bob Jones and Lofty. Yeah. Um, two, you know, two dons of the house yeah. music scene yeah. there. Um, so, what was that? We're Moving On, I think it was called. But that was my first, I think it was my first session with them. Um, so that got put out on vinyl, which was fantastic. Mm. And I was so excited. And I did another tune with Lofty, as uh, his group was No Tension. So I did this song called Soul Music, and we kind of, he, I wrote some lyrics, and he kind of went, oh, can you make that simpler? Yeah. And because I, you know, me being me, was like, I want to make it really abstract. Yeah. And like, <laughs> but he said, no, I want you to simplify it. So I did, and I tell you what, man, that song actually <laughs> did really well. Mm. Um, again, out on vinyl, and like it was, it was a really exciting time. Um, got really high props from magazines, you know, DJ magazines, and yeah, you know, all that kind of culture. And live playing. We did live PA's. So that was their thing, you know. We I played in Dubai with mm. with um, Chili with Lofty, mm. um, and did maybe three or four songs, you know. Just rocked up on the mic. They're playing the instrumentals. Yeah, it's kind of what I'm doing now with Dean Webb. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that whole thing. Um, so it's it's fun. It's kind of it's kind of weird, especially where we're doing it now at mm. Dr. Rudy's. It's like people don't actually realise that you're singing until they really actually go oh she's got a microphone yeah yeah, yeah. oh she's got percussion there too <laughs> it's yeah. like but um i think harking back to the covers it's it's really good practice to to do stuff like that yeah it kind of puts me on the spot yeah but also like i've got to know the cues you know the band can't just follow me yeah it's a different mm. scenario so it's you know you need to I need to listen real hard <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um, yeah so what what brings you back to New Zealand then if, if all of this is going on it's all going very well you're, you're married so you don't need to worry about that in terms of that being a, you know a reason to be in different countries or any, yeah. any, any sort of issues with visas or anything like that. So why do you, why do you choose to come back here? Well, I came back um, for a holiday and my daughter was here with her dad. Mm. Um, so I came back to hang out, see people. And then something happened, I won't go into, um, but I needed to be here mm -hmm. for my daughter. So she was at... She'd just started high school, I think, so um, I just, I had to stay on. And um, my husband just basically kind of packed all our stuff, <laughs> slowly yeah. but surely, and then yeah. and headed over a few months later. Right. So I found a place for us to stay, just in Point Chev, near the beach, which was nice. Um, and yeah, kind of started a new life yeah and so you've got a reason to be here that's not music so does music have to take a complete back seat for a little while or it did a little bit a little bit yeah yeah because coming back here 
I had to kind of reconnect mm. um, to the scene because yeah. I'd been away for like four and a half years, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was kind of it, it was quite hard work actually, yeah. <laughs> kind of getting back into that thing yeah. of of getting back into the groove. Yeah. No um, pun intended. And what what, um, <laughs> what what's the first sort of thing that you reestablish yourself with music wise? I don't even remember yeah. to be honest. I think I think it might have been Sean. And I think S J D. And how, so how does that? I mean, that's a long relationship that you guys have. Music yeah. Band. So how, how did he become known to you? Or oh no, we met so you, you before. Knew each other way back. Yeah. yeah, we we'd done music yeah. before that. Okay. I didn't even mention that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So I wanted to talk about. I feel like Sean slash S J D is deserves its own chapter in your story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. So Sean and I had met um, when he put Lost Song Music out. Right, yeah. Um, before that. Yeah, so right. So the first record he put out, three. CD3, yeah. um, I'd heard that. And, and not just, many people had, yeah. Yeah, and I just thought, wow, this, this, is, this is amazing. Yeah. And then um, he, he had been looking for a vocalist to work with. Yeah. And I'd met him up at BFM and just kind of said hello and introduced myself. Um, and then I saw him at the King's Arms, he, he was doing a laptop set. Yeah. Um, and again, kind of said, hey, that's, I love what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and he said, look, um, I've been looking for someone to work with, a vocalist, and everyone I've spoken to has said your name. Yeah. So maybe we should do it. <laughs> yeah, have a, yeah. you know, get have together. And yeah, yeah. So we, um, we set up a time where we would get together and we'd bring four or five CDs that were um, meaningful to us. Mm. Um, so, and it turned out we had two of the same CDs. Right. So he, he had, I had Can and David Bowie's Low and something else, something else. He had Can and Low as yeah. well. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we knew that was kind of, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same, we're on the same page. Yeah, 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 but I loved what he was doing, you know, yeah. it was really, it was great, and it still is. Mm. Um, it feels and like he doesn't get enough credit for, for what he does. Yeah, I mean, you know I'm a fan, but yeah. um, I, I, I would agree with that. I think he's uh, really, really clever and, and interesting, you know. The Innovative, work, man. Yeah, and the work is, um, you know, himself the work is that's right is, is diverse you know? and I love the way he he he's really good at tipping his hat to yes. influences yeah yeah you know I think and he does it in such a way that it's like oh but it, then it's gone you know yeah. <laughs> so you, you you I think you have to be a fan of music to really like it yeah really appreciate what he does yeah I think he's making that a, a version of like what you might call Record collection pop, you know, it's like you can, you can see all the sort of fingerprints. Yeah, but it's not but, because it's yeah, not but it's because it's not yeah. it's not as popular as, as no, it should be, be, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of too sophisticated. I think <laughs> so. Yeah. I think it is, yeah. and and I don't think he can do anything yeah. but that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, if he, uh, it'd be interesting to uh, if someone were to sit down with him and say you need to make a record for the public 
it'd be really interesting to see yeah. if he could do it. Yes. I reckon he could. Yeah. But if he wanted to do he it. Almost, he almost <laughs> needs to, in that regard, he almost needs to be... I mean, there's a lot of... I, I've talked to him a few times, including for the podcast, and I've talked to him quite a bit about Brian Eno. Mm. But he almost needs to be treated like that and dumped into a situation like when Brian Eno works with David Byrne or works with even Coldplay, you know, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Like that you, some, some pop band in New Zealand needs to employ Sean to be their producer. Yeah, They're totally. Like an executive producer that is a conceptualist for them as well as actually recording that. Probably not an executive. Yeah. He, probably, he can't afford to do that. But I just mean like a, a conceptual, like an sure. overseer as well yes. as an actual record producer. Yeah, Even yeah. Like a taste-making sort of role as well. It would be, it would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Um, I've got a really funny story I need to that, share. Maybe you can do that with your well, solo album. You yes. Know, you've done the EP, which we'll get to, but maybe you can do that with your full-length yeah, well... Um, Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I'll just, just to yeah. finish with that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we... we uh, there's a song he... Like a little one-minute song that he wrote. He said, um, this could be really good for you. And I heard it and just went, oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we're going to work on that one together yeah. for the record. For my record yeah um he's also got lots of, he's got he's got shelves of he's lots Ideas of stuff on things, yeah. shelves that you know um well, but i want him to to work on a couple of things yeah. that i've already written yeah as well yeah well in fact he did do i mean he, he i thought he his presence is excellent on the new delaney davidson record I haven't even bloody heard oh, that. So good. I mean, terrible. It's, it's so, I love Delaney too. Yeah, it's so good. But um, the there's a couple of pieces oh. where you can hear you just again it's that thing you can almost hear Sean hovering over the yeah. tune, you know. <laughs> yeah. As much um, as you can actually hear him inside it. Well, I know. I think I know the songs because mm. I saw I saw Delaney and Sean do the right. go, uh, yeah. Golden Dawn gig right. before Delaney went away. Right, yeah, yeah. So um, I think I know the songs okay. you mean. Yeah, yeah. But I, I haven't had a chance to listen oh, to that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Um, <laughs> and so subchapter is the Bellbirds. Subchapter, subtopic. Oh my gosh. Of the yeah, yeah. Which uh, the Bellbirds is basically New Zealand's best ever band that ever that not enough people know about and then because there's no proper official recorded evidence of this band there is but, but it's not released that's what i, that's what I mean that's that's it's available and you are the third member of that band that i've talked to about this right and said when's it what are you doing with it when's it gonna see the light oh, day so you know i've victoria kelly and i yeah uh we just every time we see each other almost yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah, well, Victoria, Victoria was the first person I talked to about it, and and you guys have worked together in SJD with mm. SJD. So the Bellbirds is you and and Victoria and Sean and Don McGlashan. Yes. And so all of you have, I'm guessing, all sorts of different musical relationships and entwinements going on. Oh, I know, yeah. You know, I know that Don and Sean had worked together. Just Previously. those two, yeah yeah, 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 and and Victoria and Sean and you and Sean, you know, and all yeah. of that. You've you've all got all it's, sorts of different things going on there. 
Yes. And then you form this band that does a few shows and records something that no one gets to hear. <laughs> Typical, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's such timeless music, too. Mm. Um, the last time I had a word with Don and Sean yeah. about it, we had a little meeting. Yeah. Um, and that was probably a couple of years ago now. Right, yeah. Um, it's, do you know, I think it's just really difficult for some people to kind of go, okay, here, to someone else. Mm. And I think that could be an issue here. Yeah, yeah. Because they're both producers, yeah. they're both incredible songwriters. They still want to have their hand in <laughs> yeah. with the production and the, yeah. you know, the mix down. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of very good engineer producer friends say, "Hey, well, we can help out on this. Mm. Get it out there." But and there was like a bit of a, "Oh yeah, that, okay, that sounds really good. It's about the right length of time." To do to do something like that, but then it <laughs> just. I feel I feel like it needs to be like a record store day, you know, 150 copies vinyl only with a download code. Lost New Zealand classic. <laughs> this is what needs to happen to it, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be really amazing. You know, yeah. with uh, with. Uh, you know, why not, since we're designing this with some, like, limited edition art print inside it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the whole package. Well, Sean's brother's an yeah. incredible artist. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a full booklet of liner notes, <laughs> photographs, you know? Of Jeepers, can we remember anything from that time? <laughs> so how did the Bellbirds come about, then, outside of the fact you all know each other and have been making music? How did, what, what made this thing an entity? Uh, that was Sean. Actually, he um, he rang me one day. He kind of got me out of a bit of a rut. Actually, I hadn't been listening to music for about a year. Um, I had a baby boy, so I was kind of I was in Otahuhu, which is you know it's about I didn't know anyone in the area. Yeah. Um, my husband was going to work every day, so um, he, he, I reckon I had postnatal depression because I couldn't listen to music yeah. and it was just, yeah, it was a bit of a strange time but Sean rang me and said look, I've got this idea for a band, a group you know, so I'd be playing Sean would be playing guitar and yeah. Dom Glashin playing guitar and singing and Victoria playing piano and I, was, I, I thought oh my god, you know, mm. and I want you to kind of lead it, he said I was like, oh, okay. No okay. Yeah. He said, well, I've already written a few songs yeah. with you in mind. Yeah. You know? Um, so that was the beginning, basically. Yeah. I said, hell yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we played WOMAD and played some festivals, mm. you know, Nelson Arts Festival. And uh, we played a few places, actually. Yeah, you played a great, great show in Wellington at a venue that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, one of, Ruby, one of, Ruby. Ruby Lounge. Yeah, yeah, one of many venues in Wellington that doesn't exist oh, anymore. But, but it's, it's something else now, isn't it? I think it, yeah, I think it's just a pub. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, mm. just, you know, just a craft beer bar or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's not a venue. But, but uh, yeah, so it was, you guys were great, you know. And Thank you. And there's, there's, 
stuff there that we might see and hear and feel one day yeah look and as i said before it was timeless yeah. you know yeah. so i don't think there's i mean i'd as much i want to get it out yeah. you know yeah i think people need to hear it mm. um and it'd be great to do some more gigs as that entity yeah. again yeah. you know because we used to have a lot of fun you know yeah. um all very busy people you know victoria's working for apra and yeah and doing Neil, and Neil, Neil Finn, Finn things yeah. and you know yeah. and Sean's doing movie soundtracks and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don's in Canada and yeah. all over the shop yeah. doing, about to do an, a, a tour and yeah so um, and, and you do a bunch of stuff with SJD the band mm. more albums and also um, some more I guess expansive shows culminating in the string the live the full, yeah. the last album, yeah. um, done in its entirety with strings, yeah, which was pretty pretty amazing. That yeah. was pretty special. Was, yeah, yeah, it was. It was special. I don't know where it was in Auckland, but at the Paramount Theatre in Wellington. So nice sort of sit down theatre experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not the kind of record you go and have a dance to. No, <laughs> no, that's right. So it's putting it, it in nice. its it's putting it in its right context. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And to, as a listening experience. Yeah. That's right. Saying yeah. sit down and have a glass of wine or not, whatever. But yeah. sit down and take this in and take it in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we did it at the Mercury Theatre right. up here. Yeah. Um, and that worked really nicely as well. It's yeah. a beautiful theatre. Yeah. Um, and the Paramount was great too. Right? That yeah. was a good show. Another another venue that doesn't exist anymore. No that's way. gone. Yep. Yeah, really? It's gone. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Curse of Wellington. Oh man. Yeah. Oh no, we've got the same curse in Auckland. You right. Know? Yeah. It's like <laughs> I mean, it's pretty simple. Use it or lose it, right? Yeah, totally. It's <laughs> basically what it comes down to. Yeah. 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 So around this sort of time, I'm thinking, sort of, what are we? We're going back three or four or five years from here, from where we are now. This is probably when you start thinking about putting together. A, an actual solo project under your name? Yeah, well at least I'm sure it'd come writing. up and, Yeah, I'm sure it'd come up, you know, it had been I've been hounded by lots of friends. Yes. Yeah. When you when, when you're gonna, gonna do, do your own thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. That was just an ongoing Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you feel a weight of expectation there? Oh, hell yeah. 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 To the point where there were there was a reason I didn't mm. I felt pressure um, it was, it was, I kind of felt like I w uh, it wouldn't be good enough. Mainly because I'd worked with so many incredible yeah. people. Yeah. Um, that to kind of go off and do my own thing was bloody scary. Mm. Um, well, I think of you as like, I don't know, if, I, I sort of think of you as like a, a, a thing that could be on your CV or business card as enhancement talent. You know, because it's unfair to just say singer or, or backing vocalist or yeah. harmony vocalist yeah. or co-front person because you've been all of those things. Yeah. Percussionist, you know. But, yeah, somewhere along the line you're, you come in and help make things sound as good as they can sound. Yeah, well, at least I try to. Yeah, yeah that's the job description the, uh, of whatever the, <laughs> that seems to I be like guiding that. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That is pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you, how do you, what's your process for writing? You've listened to all this great music, 
over the years you still are you've been involved in a whole lot mm. you've met and worked with some obviously some great songwriters that mm. you are blown away by their abilities yeah what are you trying to do as a songwriter yourself and what are you you know how are you trying to step how do you try to establish any sort of process around writing um i kind of didn't know where to start yeah and and sean helped me with that um he was very encouraging as was victoria mm. um but basically sean said uh, d- do the song a day 30 days don't listen to anything for two weeks yeah just however long you can spend on that piece whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's an hour. So I was basically doing it when the baby was napping, you know, yeah. the third child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was kind of, I did that. And lots of weird and wonderful things Mis- came out of it, you know. Some misfires and some... Oh, for sure. Yeah, But yeah. That's, that was the, yeah. that's part of it. Yeah, of course. Um, and then going back and listening to stuff. So... The, some of the songs that are on the EP are from that those sessions. Right. Um, hey Debonair, um, yeah, well, you, you don't, you, you're not familiar with the the songs, but that's okay. Um, but I think it, it's 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 a really good way of just getting ideas down mm. and and I suppose just kind of going, okay, so that's I'm not just writing soul songs, I'm not just writing country or whatever, you know, I'm actually a bigger, it's a bigger picture than that, but I've always kind of known that, which is another thing that probably held me back, the the fact that I love so many different genres, (laughs) where where the hell do I start? It's like, just start, Sean's like, just start. Get it down and see what it sounds like, yeah. Basically, so um, doing that, uh, going into the studio and just getting it done, you know, in in a a couple of days um, with a band that didn't know the songs. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My husband played bass on that one, yeah. So he was able to kind of he helped me out quite a lot as far because I'd never. Yeah. been in that situation like yeah. I hadn't heard a band play my songs so it was a really emotional time for me hearing a yeah. band actually playing yeah. the songs I was like oh, you know like nearly in tears going oh my god yeah. well. they've come to life you know <laughs> so the result is an EP called A Piece of Me yeah which you put out on vinyl yeah yeah yeah. and so that's been out in the world for a few months now yeah since so, May? Yeah, so yeah. it's still just finding its way. You've just Oh totally. Yeah, you just it's there for people to discover. It's it's yeah. also on, you know, Spotify and things. Spotify, stream. You can, Apple, you, yeah, yeah. So whatever. You can, so people, people can find it. They don't <laughs> yeah. have to buy the record, but if they're into records like you are, it exists on vinyl, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um but you it's I, a sort of a soft launch in a way. Yeah, or, you know, it's there, you've done some stuff, you'll continue to do some stuff but Yeah, I mean it's it was weird kind of approaching that side of things Mm. the whole soft launch thing Mm. Um, people it felt like people were a little bit less on board because it was an EP people want a full which is why the big announcement here I am here's my debut record yeah yeah. and so um, 
and that just felt a little bit too difficult for me to do. Mm. I did, not that I didn't have the material, because I have, mm. but it was more, no, I just want to kind of put a little stamp there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so then around this time, just before this, the new Telepathics record comes yeah, out. So yeah. there's that too, you're back hiding inside a band as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, wonderful record, it was yeah. great fun to make. Yeah. We all kind of come up at different times when we can and, yeah. and add our little bits. Yeah. And kind of get inspired by the other vocalists and, and what they're doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's great fun, you know. It's so so yeah. So that came out, and I was, uh, I'm still doing new telepathic stuff now. We've got a new record being worked on at the moment. So um, there'll be a few shows over the summer, mm. um, and hopefully a few Sandy Mill Band shows as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And then the next logical thing is what you've also already started is is actually going into the now the idea of a full album yeah you think yeah. rather than another ep yeah i mean i've got an ep's worth recorded now yeah um but i do actually want to extend on it i want to make it a little bit more interesting for the listener yeah or maybe maybe for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i've been doing a bit of fiddling in the studio myself at my home studio just kind of um you know with samples and beats and mm. you know, changing up sounds and yeah. sort of just mucking around yeah um so perhaps there might be a few of those kind of things on there yeah. as well as the band stuff and what's your approach to like the djing stuff you do what's been your i feel like your approach to that is pretty similar to your approach to performing it and recording as a singer it's about just getting involved in good music you know it doesn't matter where it actually comes from as <laughs> such it's, a, it's about the song or or within that it's about the the mood and vibe and feel of the song yeah. you know it might not be the greatest composition but it's the it's a great recording yeah because there's there is a difference between a great song and a great record That's Some, right. sometimes they can be both yeah it's they, nice when they, they are both it's nice right? when they, but they don't also sometimes they don't need to be yeah, yeah. a great record doesn't it can sound amazing and take you somewhere and do something but if you it doesn't stand up to analysis yeah yeah um yeah so well with 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 playing with DJing playing out I don't I don't really call myself a DJ because yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. I'm not great at beat mixing or anything like that I just kind of select yeah, really when I when I've done it I resist that for the same reason I don't like you know yeah, I, don't have a, not, I don't have a DJ name I don't yeah. you know I just, I'm no I'm, manual Bundy you know yeah exactly and so <laughs> you like, don't want to you don't want to disrespect the people that, that are DJs that are, that are playing are actually playing the gear like it's an instrument yeah, yeah we're just putting on records and playing them yeah and that's cool that's but that is, the thing is that is a version of DJ yeah I've been trying to kind of yeah there's certain things I can yeah. beat mix but because I'm quite eclectic with my taste it can be hard to yeah yeah it's like <laughs> it just oh well match up, so. I just put a little filter in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay next <laughs> yeah, yeah drop something else in there yeah. different style yeah you know. yeah and so you've got quite a few you've had quite a few regular spots yeah, well, I've, I've got one regular spot, mm. um, Dr. Rudy's down at the Viaduct, which I'd actually never heard of before I started playing there. Yeah. 
um, but it's got a bowling alley and everything. It's crazy. It's yeah, quite, yeah. It's, but it's a great place. Yeah. Because you kind of like you're up on a bit of a stage thing, you yeah. know, with your turntables and your, yeah. Um, it's vinyl only, strictly. Yeah. Um, apart from when people do their live thing, so they have a live um, aspect every Thursday from seven till ten which is, I've been doing that with um, Dean Webb, yeah. where he comes and kind of, he's basically my, my DJ. Yeah. And I sing and play percussion, kind of jam a bit, but yeah. there's also, I've got a whole bunch of um, instrumentals from, you know, the Chili Funk stuff I did, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the Dick Johnson stuff, and, you know, a few other bits and pieces. That yeah. Stuff we, that Dean and I have been working on. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a bit of a, a, a try, yeah. let's try that, yeah, let's yeah. try that. <laughs> so for, 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 for most of the last, I guess, decade or so, you know, there's been, I guess there's been um, parenting and there's, there's always parenting, but there's been new motherhood and, and that sort of thing. But in and around that, you've, you've existed through being involved in music. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like... DJ gigs, That's, sessions, yeah. doing your own stuff, yeah. and it's just a mix. Um, being involved in, in bands as a, as a as a an actual part of a band, yeah. um, it, that, it's just this mixture and melting pot of all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> is that? I mean, it's obviously okay, but is that? It's a juggling act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that? It does does the juggling act of it freak you out sometimes? Yeah. Or. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, then I just go, okay, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And try and work it out. You know, it's pretty... You mentioned um, sort of, I guess, undiagnosed postnatal depression was sort of how you kind yeah. of felt, felt it was. So how do you look after yourself now in terms of the stress of this juggle in there? Um, I... Like, I don't take any medication for it, because I think I did for a little while, I, and I just I didn't like it. Mm. Um, so I have to be really careful about how, because I get quite anxious about things sometimes. So yeah, I just have to kind of just keep an eye out for myself, really. My yeah. husband helps yeah. me out too, you know, he's yeah. pretty good at spotting oh okay yeah triggers <laughs> yeah. yeah um I don't know if it's so, triggers as such it's just kind of for, for me figuring out okay something's going on here so I better yeah do direct, direct to, myself over there yeah, or, yeah 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 um some people don't have that um I don't can't find the word but you know it's obvious people. Some people don't have that yeah. to to lean on. I yeah. kind of do, so I'm a bit unlucky in that respect. But you know, I've had some some dark moments. Yeah. Black dogs being at the doorstep. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, just kind of have to get through it. You know. Yeah. And and music is a good way of doing that. Being creative, writing a song. You know, just just sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that, dealing with it that way. It strikes me that creativity of any of any real sense, whether it's making a blanket or writing a song or whatever, mm-hmm. it's a really good way to to channel 
indulgence you know it's mm. it's it's you're simultaneously taking yourself out and away from yourself but yeah. you're actually doing something that and it's we're therapy honest, it's the therapy <laughs> but in, in a way if we're honest it's an incredibly selfish thing to do it's selfish oh, and yeah. it's it's about you and yeah. what you want to achieve yeah but it's a distraction from many other things yeah and and you know I think that's that's why in this in this sort of age and era we're in uh, is why it kind of feels more important to a lot of people than it ever has yes to have some sort of something. outlet something yeah, to have yeah. something and if you're not doing yourself you can be engaged with creativity by by cons- you know by consuming it by purchasing sure. by by engaging in it yeah. that's that, that you know we need we anyone putting something out there needs some form of an audience yeah and that that is actually part of creativity as well right? yeah it's hard, you know when you touch on audiences it's like I'm still trying to find my audience yeah. I don't really know it's it's weird I because it's such a, a thing you mm. know you need to know your audience you need to do this I know it's frustrating that, like, that, you know I see I see that as being a thing that would just add to the anxiety for someone because yeah. it's like at the end of the day I, I would completely disagree with that I this is idealistic but you don't need to know your audience you 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 have to have a faith that the thing you're doing is good enough that your audience and audience will find you is actually how it should be yeah. but i get that there's a you know i get yeah. that that's that's idealistic in the extreme and it's um it's not a way to to conduct yourself if you want to get any sort of monetization out of things and so that's forth. right yes. so I, I i understand that but i do think one of the reasons a lot of mediocre art comes into the world is because of these designs around this will fit this audience this will this is good for this yeah 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 and i think often there is someone next to that artist that is if they're lucky enough to have someone going right strategy yeah this is what we're going to do this is how you're going to do it yeah you know i suppose management or well this is it you know this is it is that you know you're you have to be your own manager your own publicist yeah, your own oh your well, own. no i was lucky i, I managed you know I yeah yeah going. yeah but i mean all up across so many things you mm. have to be a bunch of different roles yeah it might not be every single one every time but then sometime you'll have to be your own publicist yeah you know well, I kind of am, but then, you yeah, know, yeah. I have other people that I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, that, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's bloody relentless, mate. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of stuff. We've, we've, we've talked through a lot of different things you've done and are, and, and, are, and are hoping to do. We've got another version of the Bellbird story. Yeah. on tape which I like I'm, I'm collecting them all I just need to get to Dom yeah. I just need to talk to him I want to talk to him anyway well but, he's around uh, I didn't even mention my band well I'm still recording so oh okay <laughs> <laughs> here I am saying all this stuff about honesty and you think, and you think we're finished well yeah so, keep so going. I can't even yeah. I get, so so I oh you mean you didn't name them no I didn't say anything yeah. about who they are yeah apart from your husband <laughs> 
Yeah, well, he played on the first yeah, on the, EP, yeah, yeah. on the EP. But, okay, so who's it? Yeah, I, I should have asked you actually. So, who's so, the band you've got? So, my band now, yeah, um, uh, Milan Boric on mm, drums. Mm. Um, who's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. incredible. Lovely yeah. feel. Yeah. Um, ben King on bass right. and vocals. Um, Diane Swan on rhythm guitar yeah. and vocals. Yeah. And um, Joel Mulholland on other guitar. Okay, so this that I'm glad you mentioned them because that is a super group. <laughs> you know, that, that is a great band. That is a great yeah. bunch of musicians. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I, I feel I feel blessed to have such a team on board. Yeah. Um, they've been really great because you know I'm starting out, so I'm not getting the really good payers. Yeah. Paying gigs, yet. yeah. So they're like <laughs> turning up, get playing for bloody, you know, bugger all sometimes, and it's like, oh. Well, they. So I, don't, I don't know every single one of that band personally. I know their music, and, and I've met most of them, I guess. Uh, but they strike me as people that uh, are in it for the same reasons as you. Yeah. And they recognise that you know you have you've done the hard yards just as they have. Yeah. In many ways, so yeah. there's this, you know, there's the support going on of definitely. She she would do that for us. She probably already has, you know. You, <laughs> you, 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 you have with some of them, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. So that's nice. Yeah. And I think that's one of the really nice things that that, that should be celebrated about um, the the New Zealand music industry, or at least mm. pockets of communities within it. That, yeah. Yeah, because we do help each other out yeah, a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I've done lots of sessions for yeah, nothing yeah. just because it's mates and I wouldn't even dream of them. Yeah. It, like, a, 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 of, of asking for money. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, oh, a bonus if they give yeah. me 50 bucks. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> choice. Yeah. Pay for gas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, but I, yeah. And then there are things like, you know, the Neil Finn stuff. That was, that was pretty incredible. And well, that was interesting because we all felt very, well, I, I feel like a lot of us felt that it was an amazing experiment, the Facebook Live thing. Yeah. We, so I felt very connected to that album, yeah. which I guess was the point. Yeah. But it's like I felt very, I, I, particularly that very first session, it was kind of like, wow, we're watching something quite... It's still growing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're in at the start. You know, obviously it wasn't quite the very start, but that was how it was made to feel. Wow. And you know, that we're was seeing something as it's being built. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy night too because I had my first gig with the band. Right. That night. Yeah. Um, and that was when Jeremy was in the band, Jeremy yeah. Toy, yeah. who was on the first record. Mm. Um, and we were doing a support down at the Tuning Fork. Mm. So. I had to run off, you know, part the way through the <laughs> the thing, and like I, I'd come late, I'd turned up late from soundcheck, yeah, and then had to run off before the whole thing had finished. Wow! So I felt like, <laughs> you know, but it was just the way it was. Yeah, wow. And and but literally got there and went straight on stage. Yeah. It's hilarious. And uh, you know, the, the choir. The, he, you know, there are a few different people involved in Neil's project as it went on week to week. Yeah. But the choir uh, was the chorus was comprised of so many great singers. Yeah. That um, that have their own claim to fame, one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tiny Ruins, 
Sam from the Phoenix Foundation, yep. all sorts of people. Amelia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. many different people. Yeah, exactly. Generations, um, genders, you know, ages, stages in life, a really pretty broad sweep. Yeah. Everyone there looked, uh, uh, you know, Don and Sean. Yeah. Uh, everyone there looked kind of elated to be involved. Yeah, and, and it was kind of, kind of, I don't know, what the, not nervous, but maybe, maybe it was that. But so, so you all, you all seem to put across in your faces to me. You knew you were part of something that was so big it and special. And special. Yeah. 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 And that's exactly. I think I think everyone felt like that. Yeah. It was. It was when I got the email. <laughs> I still remember kind of. Like opening up my email, as you do. Yeah. And this ping, and there's like, Neil Finn. What? I open it up. Just wondered if you'd like to be part of this <laughs> recording, and we're doing a few live things. And I was just like, I'd like kind of running around going, "Holy shit!" Yeah. It's not every day you, Neil Finn emails you. Yeah. So <laughs> and says in some text at least, "I like your work. I want you to be part of mine." Well, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a pretty special moment, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of jumped around the room a bit, going, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and also just working with all of those people and mm. kind of getting to know them through the process yeah, yeah. as well because yeah. um, I, I, I met a lot of them but not you know you get to know people when you're working yeah. with them like that yeah and, and kind of working out your parts yeah because there was a lot of that going on too yeah yeah so me and um, EJ Barnes yeah. were kind of we were the we were always kind of together because we got similar voices going yeah, on so yeah. we were that that part yeah so I got quite close with EJ and yeah um, but yeah, you know, just kind of working out, working through where everyone sat comfortably and all the different voices really made that special, yeah, I think, yeah. because, yeah, are you running out of time? No, no, I'm watching it. I'm just watching, yeah, okay. I just, no, 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 there's no, there's no running out, but I, I'm, I am watching it because I'm, I'm, I was concerned about the battery level, but it's oh, all okay. good. It's oh, all good, good. good. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, it was good, um, it was a good thing to do, just to, uh, to be a part of um, doing the live show. Yeah, it was incredible, yeah, or two yeah. nights, you know. Yeah. It'd be great if that happened again. <laughs> I know, I really want to say, you know, I didn't, you know, he didn't tour it around the country, but it's I sort of... expensive. I, of course. And then I thought, well, that's, ha- that's going to happen at some point. He's going to do it. But then, of course... He's, got, he's in he's Fleetwood got, Mac, and yeah, he's, he's a, and he's, he's got an album with his with Liam out. Liam. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it might not happen at all, or it might happen in a year's time or something. Or, it might or be, five. Yeah, exactly. It might be something he you know. he does down the line. But the fact that it happened on on the level that it happened, yeah, what, and that what if we wanted to, we got to see more than you ever would with That's, the creation of anything else. Yeah, of that, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it was it, it was a really important thing to do, just full stop because they kind of thought about that whole getting people involved, you know. I know there were some interesting reactions to the album. I think yeah. a lot of people kind of I I I, re, I didn't write anything about the album, but I really liked it. But a lot of people I spotted seemed to be a little bit underwhelmed by this final record because. Ah. 
because they'd seen so much of the process. Like right. a, in a way, I think for some people, it almost ended up working against the record. And my my feelings about the record are the the odd thing about it is that it's actually a real grower, mm. but we felt like we saw a lot of the growing process but yeah. then when you get to the finished product that still needs time to sink in and i yeah. think a lot of people thought well, we've already done the work yeah right and so this should be an instant hit yeah so there was that's that you know people so, are funny as, as yeah. jim morrison said people are strange <laughs> you know yeah. you just can't really yeah. can't win sometimes can no, you, you can't, you know you can't no you can't and that's the thing you've got to be in it to not win you've just got to be in it to turn up yeah you've just got to be prepared to try that's right and, and do what you do see what happens from there yeah yeah throw it against the wall see what sticks yeah. notice the tide is on the turn head of us far in time to burn before it turn from the ocean 